Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Oklahoma Life. Billy is back. He was with us with that wings uh, experiment we did. Uh, what's up, buddy? Not a whole lot, man. How you been? Dude, true story, today was my grandmother's funeral. I heard. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, just, that's, yeah. Yeah, so that's how I've been. Um, services were good, all that kind of stuff. And uh, honestly, you know, my grandmother um, was pretty much a badass. Um, she did her share of drinking. She had a full bar in her house. When I say full bar, I don't mean just like liquor. Um, literally, you go down to where the garage was. They transformed it. It had pool tables. It had like an actual bar top with uh, four different bar stools on it. Neon lights on the backside, full fridge, everything, full real bar. Um, so she would appreciate this. I actually know where Layla is. She might be outside. That's my wife. So she, I think, um, would be pretty on board with this. So I'm kind of sad we uh, never got invited out to her bar. Right? Well, she lived two and a half hours away. So eh, kind of a hit and miss. So today we are... Uh, belatedly selling nat- or uh, celebrating National Stout Day. Now, we're doing KBS, which um, actually launches in March, or it used to. It used to. It's now a year-round uh, year right? round beer for them. Yeah, so we're celebrating last year's all the way back through 2016. So we have the 16, 17, 18, 19, and then the regular breakfast out for KBS. So KBS, um, correct me if I'm wrong, whenever I was looking it up, um, is pretty straightforward it's the breakfast stout aged in um just regular uh kentucky whiskey barrels and i couldn't find that it's exactly heaven hill it's all heaven hill distilleries yeah which is a hundred different whiskeys yeah so there's really no way to tell there you know and i was thinking about that because i've had so many different profiles from kbs over the years that i've tried i'm like this doesn't taste anything like last one but it could be like i had a good whiskey barrel versus a crap whiskey just what happened to be available yeah yeah you know so i think that makes a huge difference that i didn't realize was a big thing um so the flavor profile normally of KBS is going to be, hey, look, there's the dog. All right. Uh, you can just open the door real quick for you. Yeah, it's good. The flavor profile is normally dark chocolate with coffee and then um, the, the whiskey barrel itself. Those are usually the three big notes that you get. And I know a lot of people talk about it like the coffee is usually the head point. Um, it's the heaviest point, which makes sense because it is a breakfast stout. Um, so the coffee is usually the lead. So let's let's dive into just the breakfast stout first because we have that. That's just the base beer, and then we'll work our way back. Um, so one of the big things I always notice about these stouts is the head color is always that like dark mocha, which I really like. It's got good lacing too. Yeah, and you know what's really nice about just the breakfast out as a whole um is it's not an overpowering dark you know like it is a it's a good roast um so we've actually got well, i also picked up some whiskey i picked up some breakfast coffee and then some some dark chocolate to go with all the flavors i'm actually going to taste a little bit of just the coffee by itself and then try to match that back because it does make sense Actually, this coffee's a little smoother, I think. I think that's more of a dark roast breakfast blend, and I got just a normal, like, medium roast. I mean, it's really kind of hard to tell, though, because the sweetness that's already in the beer is really going to change the way that coffee comes across. Mm-hmm. 
interesting. Yeah, I agree. So the nose is definitely chocolate forward, but it's not so much in the taste. Yeah, I agree with that. It definitely has more of a a nose on it than it does anything else. Um, This chocolate, we got lint chocolate, so it's a really creamy, um, sticky chocolate, though. That's the only downside to this is it carries on your entire mouth for days. Yeah, I'm just picking little pieces. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. So we're going to rank them, I think. I want to rank them at least. What I think is the better age point for it. You know, because I always talk about, me personally, I think the longer beer ages does not mean it gets better. I think there is a high point for it. Where you're at on that? Well, I mean, see, the thing is, if each year is different, even if they were all the same age, they probably mm-hmm. wouldn't be the same quality. Right. So, I mean, the age is going to make a difference, but mm-hmm. it's just one of a ton of factors that's going to change. So, where I actually got these, this is the nice part. There's a um, place in Salem Springs between here and, uh, you know, Rogers, um, right on the border of Oklahoma, that uh, is a liquor store called uh, the Liquor Tank. And they did all the hard work. I didn't have to age any of this. And they actually, over the last four years, built six packs out of it. He's, they've just been buying them and holding on to them. And with that, they've all been kept at the same place, same room temperature over the time. That's really awesome. Right. So it, it was a pre-built vertical. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And it only cost me $22. That's ridiculous for this. Because I think KBS six-pack or four-pack already is They came down bucks. to about 16 um, okay. When, when it went more, uh, I think it came down to 16 last year, and I think that'll hold through the regular release. You think so? Okay. So let's dive into the most recent, and this is the 2019. Hold on. Go back to the, uh, mm-hmm. after the uh, chocolate, try the uh, breakfast out again. Okay. Because it really cuts out a lot of just the coffee, and you can see more of the chocolate in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a... Uh... You know what I noticed about this chocolate, though, is it, it holds onto the side of your tongue, um, and it cuts out pretty much all that sweet that's in there, too. Yeah. Um, which is... That's good. I do like the breakfast stout. Um, I actually wish they'd do it on nitro. I think that would make it ridiculous. You know, I haven't seen a lot of nitro beers from them, just Mm-mm. in general. No. Um, they had a nitro rubeus. I don't remember if you've had I do. I remember the nitro rubeus. Yeah. So they quit carrying it this last year and the year before in Oklahoma and Arkansas and everything basically outside of uh, the north. Because um, I think these guys are out of what? Minnesota? Is that right? It's Michigan. Grand Michigan. Rapids, Michigan. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they don't carry the nitro rubeus anywhere outside of all of that, um, which kind of sucks because the rubeus is good, but nitro is always better, you know? Not always, actually. There's sometimes you're like, meh. I don't see enough things in Nitro to really be mm-hmm. able to yeah, make a judgment that broad. Well, I know the uh, like uh, left hand, the Nitro milk versus the regular milk stout, the Nitro is miles better. Yeah, but left hand has a lot of, a lot of Nitro experience. Okay. And, I mean, they Nitro half their beers nowadays. Okay, so the whiskey I picked up, <laughs> um, I've never had before. It's Charter 101. Um, I don't know who actually makes it, um, uh, not really expensive, not really cheap. Um, not a big deal. Let's just say it's Heaven Hill and be 50% chance of right. <laughs> it's true, man. They have like a hundred brands under the man. It's ridiculousness. Um, but the thought on it was, is that's a, uh, barrel strength. that's 50 and a half percent. Um, so I was thinking about it like, well, you know, the, you're not going to water this down at all once it gets in. So I think the barrel strength is going to be the most accurate 
beer you can probably find for that. Yeah, I had some. Uh, I had a hundred proof old Forester at home. I wasn't gonna bring it though because it's got a lot more interesting flavors to it, which I mm-hmm. thought kind of was. I like old Forester too. Have you tried the hundred proof? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. So let's dive in, man. Nineteen. Man, that whiskey comes to the forefront really quickly, and I think it's because we've just done everything else. Like right that's away, the new I get flavor. a lot more sweet too. Yeah, I can definitely get that on the nose. Hmm. So the uh, bourbon barrels. The one thing I didn't account for on everything we have here is the amount of oak. I get a lot of oak out of this one. Yeah, no, I mean, the nose was really sugar-forward, but once you yeah. get into the taste, the first thing you get is kind of those subdued whiskey flavors, mm-hmm. some woodsiness. Yeah. Um, maybe it's the coffee, maybe it's the chocolate, but it's not quite char on the back end. Right. And, and that's, I think, the thing is, like, it's that, you know, vanilla-ish oak that I get, because you can get some different flavors out of the oak, and I kind of get that vanilla-y oak that you can get. Um like not heavy, heavy char, but like a lighter char kind of kind of fill out of that. So oak heavy for me. It's a little dry on the finish, though. It really is, yeah. And I think that might be the uh, whiskey causing that. Hmm. You know what I like, though? I like that this one is pretty well balanced right now, is that I still can get the coffee on the finish. I can still get the, the chocolate notes. Um, it's not incredibly one way or the other. There's enough of a balance that I can taste everything. I'm I getting think, a little less of the chocolate. I get the sweetness from it, mm-hmm. but it's more the woodsy and the coffee for me. Yeah. I don't enjoy that after the uh, after the coffee. No, no. Why is it? What's it do? What, what's the cut out there? Let me see. Mm. I think that coffee is just too light of a blend, too. It's I don't know. It's back of your tongue. It's it's kind of kind of biting almost. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think it accentuates the uh, any of the flavors though. The coffee doesn't really help anything stand out on that one. And coffee can be a palate cleanser as well. I mean, I feel it's kind of just isolating the wood parts uh, mm-hmm. and pretty much nothing else. Yeah, I agree with that. So, all right. So I'm going to go back real quick to the uh, regular breakfast stout and see what that does. That actually is loads better after having that because now I can pick out a lot more out of the regular breakfast. Now the chocolate really picks that one up a lot. Yeah. Does Um, it? It brings out a lot of the flavors that are kind of down in there. As long as you don't get a huge piece of chocolate. Which chocolate are you on? The 80? I'm doing the, uh, the 73. Okay. I'm going to try the 85. You got to watch out for these, uh, little pieces of cheap lint, uh, Wrapper, oh. it's just extra nutrition. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That eighty-five, ten times less sweet. Holy crap! Going from one to the other. Hmm. 
that's actually crazy. Just those two side by side, how much less sweet the 85% is over the top of that. The wow. breakfast stout, when we first start with it, it's a really solid beer. But as soon as you take one step into the KBS. Mm-hmm. What do you think? You think the KBS just blows it away? Yeah. Really? Mm. Wow. That 85 carries, too. That's insane. This is 19 still. You get so much more whiskey after doing that dark, dark chocolate. Wow. All right, I'm going to cleanse my palate with some water real quick because I've got so many things going on right now. What are you feeling over there, man? <clears throat> um, I really feel I don't know the um, the eighty five dark chocolate seems like it uh, hmm. kind of detracts from from the beer. Yeah, <clears throat> I got the wrong hole there, guys. By the way, so in case you know why I'm crying, it's because uh, my butt hurts. Um, uh, not really. Let me get some beer in there and see if that helps clear that up. <sighs> hmm. Okay, so you're jumping to the eighteen. Yeah. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to try a little bit more of the 19 and see if I can pick out what's either changed or what's lost, I think, is what I want to do, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think I got a good feel for the, the 19 there. Well, immediately, the nose is, like, gone. Like, I don't get the whiskey or chocolate at all. No, this, uh... Wow. There's there's almost no <clears throat> nose. It's it's really neutered. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you look at the foam on the top, I feel it's uh, a little bit lighter than the uh, foam from even just the base breakfast stout. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I'm not getting much anything out of that nose. It's a little bit more harsh, I think. Almost not quite too acidic, but yeah, maybe maybe the coffee blend differed for the year. Maybe the sweetness level's lower. Mm-hmm. It's a little more bitter. Um, the nose is gone. Yeah, just yeah. So another interesting thing, though. <clears throat> I took a bigger gulp. I got a bigger mouthful and held it for a couple seconds. And one of the biggest pieces I noticed kind of immediately is like once it started kind of melding in there and and the flavors just kind of, you know, ran their way in the mouth, um, that the chocolate ended up showing up, but it wasn't until it got really decently warm in my mouth, I'm pretty sure, is it took a little while to even get any of that sweetness at all. And it may not be just the chocolatey feel for it. It may actually be... You know how whiskey can get sweet sometimes towards the end? Yeah. I think it might be that because it's not it's not like an overpowering one direction or the other. It's kind of a just a middle of the road you know feel that I get out of that. I uh, I almost <clears throat> feel like we should have done this 5 10 degrees warmer. 
Well, that's why I'm not drinking them all. I want to yeah. go through them. Yeah, and then... be able to revisit. Yeah, exactly. Because I figure by the time we get to the back end, like, oh, man, I wish I would have saved some. So that's... Well, and these really open up when you give them a chance to... Get to, like, 55, 60. Yeah. Yeah, these are probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 45 right now, uh, just because... Uh... This is one of those beers that you don't even bother to put in the fridge. You just leave it on the counter or in a dark right. closet and just grab one and go. Yeah. Cellar temp is best. Hmm. It's definitely at the bottom of the list so far, which I, I didn't think any of these would be below the base. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that <clears throat> if I was going to choose one to drink out of that one in the on the regular breakfast out, I'd probably go with the regular breakfast out, yeah. Hmm. That's weird to me. I mean, everyone's got bad years, right? Sure. Yeah. All right. So taking the nose off this whiskey. And then I'm going to jump back in over here and see if I can pick that same kind of idea out. You know, the one thing I'm wondering is, I know they went to a constant release mm -hmm. for the KBS, but I'm wondering if they'll still <clears throat> year state them. Maybe. I mean, it's possible. I mean... Because I don't know if they're guaranteeing that they're always going to be making the exact same beer. They're just saying that it'll this always be this in production. Yeah, it's true. So immediately, out of the three that we've tried here, back to back to back, um, I'm saying that my favorite of the three, it's going to go 19, the base, and then the 18. Yeah, no, I'm completely on board with that. Yeah? So I'm going to write that down here, 19, base... 18 and we're gonna see where the uh, 17 range is here now the 17 um this is you know basically two and a half years old at this point um of the release date and i think they only age it for like six months um <coughs> so we're roughly at three years old of beer on that one right there um from brew date roughly still trying to get past that 18 it's sticking around is it okay Okay, I'm going to go base again and then go back to that. No, you do you, man. Again, I'm not getting a lot of nose off of this. No? It's definitely more there. There's a little bit of the chocolate, but I'm not getting the whiskey. I'm not getting, you know, mm. any of the coffee. You know what I actually do get, though? I kind of get, like, you know when you have a good uh, quad and it has kind of some fruitier notes and you get, like, those, like... The dark plum and stuff. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm getting out of that nose. Okay. No, I can see that. Yeah. Right away, this has a bigger mouthfeel. Yeah. And nowhere near the bite that the 18 had. It's actually a lot smoother. It is. Yeah. I'd say it's probably the smoothest mm. out of the ones we've tried so far. Hmm. So immediately, you know what the the thing that stands out to me? Bourbon. Still, I get a good good kick of bourbon out of that. I get the bourbon. Yeah. Um, I don't think the eighteen had much bourbon. The one thing I get out of this one that I haven't got out of any of the others is a little bit of that like diacetyl. There's a mm -hmm. butteriness to this one yeah. that's not been uh -huh. in the other two. Yeah, I get that. I get that completely. Um, 
I can't believe how much more bourbon I get, though. Like, that's a significant amount more bourbon. Or Kentucky whiskey, if you want to get exact. I mean, Kentucky whiskey doesn't have to be bourbon. True. Yeah. Man, I don't know. I, th- I, I'm struggling with this one a little bit, um, because I don't. I'm trying to get the coffee played into it, and I'm not getting much of that at all. No, I'm, I'm not, really not getting, getting the, getting the roasty coffee. flavors. I'm not getting the roasty. I'm really just getting. I'm not like, getting a lot of the woodsy. I'm getting whiskey. Yeah. And chocolate and butter. Yeah. But I mean, it's not a bad thing. I still <laughs> like it better than the others so far. I think we should do a cold rank and a warm rank. Okay. Okay. I'm good with that. The uh, 17 standout piece to me is how how much of that, like, you know, vanilla whiskey you're getting. And, and that's it. That's really... The, ma- uh, the mouthfeel for me is really the standout. Yeah. I mean, it definitely has a better um, overall feel. Because, um, like, the other two... It's, it's creamy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I give that... Hundred percent. Um, one of those things that I've been watching people do is they rate it on a scale of zero to a hundred, and I don't really know what they base those off of. I don't really care what they base them off of. They're probably trying to pull from like the rate beer or the beer advocate scoring. Um, I think I would probably score that one decently high, but I don't think it's going to be. I don't think I would score it as high as probably the nineteen right now. I think the 19 has more flavors for me to play with. I think there's more things to pick out, and I could pair it with more things. Um, Just because of the creamy and the buttery, I feel like I could pair this better with more things. Yeah. Uh, I, you're right that the 19 has more flavors, mm-hmm. but just you know, from a beer standpoint, I feel this is a better beer. Okay. You, you feel like it balances more things for you? It, it's just overall more enjoyable to drink. As, I mean, that one leaves more to think about. Sure. But at the end of the day, you know, one of them, you're just like, if you ha- if you blindfolded me, I would grab this one. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't think I would... Uh... I think if I was, like, for me, I'm that guy that likes a whole lot of different things going on at once, flavor-wise. Like... Um, I don't think I told you I made some pork butt the other day, um, pork shoulder technically, but it's pork butt, you know. Yeah, whatever. Um, and I used tandoori spice in there, mixed in with the the salt, pepper, paprika rub, uh, and it was fucking legit. It was you, so you're good. You're trying to steal my do curry for everything to win challenges, aren't you? <laughs> curry to win. That's all we gotta do. I mean, I know you've never noticed before, but yeah, that's how I do it. It is true. Yeah. Um, no, I picked up the, it, at Sprouts. They had a tandoori uh, spicy, you know, uh, setup, and I was like, you know what, that sounds pretty good. And I used it on beef jerky, and it was fucking fantastic on jerky. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, it was good on jerky, so I'm gonna try it in this. Um, and I actually came from there's this guy, um, I think he's from like New Zealand or something. Um, he's definitely got this strange. He might be Nordic. I don't know. It's it's the weirdest accent. Like he was there and he came here and you know whatever. Um, but he made ribs and he used, uh, the yellow curry in his rub. And I was like, that's 
pretty good idea with pork, the sweetness of pork. And well, else. I mean, you know, a lot of mustard, you know, mm-hmm. mustard and turmeric are really close yeah. mm-hmm. by. And a lot of people do mustard rubs on their ribs. There's yeah. no reason you can't go that route. Yeah, and that's what he did. I was like, oh, that's fucking genius, man. And, I mean, honestly, you can curry anything. Yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, that's not even a joke. Yeah. Like, curry beef short ribs are amazing. We have to do that soon. I'm down. I got a new smoker, by the way. We should do a curry challenge. No, fuck that. What? (laughs) Because you're going to (laughs) win. Fuck you. (laughs) Says the guy who does curry for everything. (laughs) Deal. Curry desserts. You got to make curry cookies. Uh, Easy. Coconut curry. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but... If you were to do no, you, you, a sweet curry, curry and make you gotta, chocolate chip. You got to deconstruct mm. the, the ingredients. So, you know, I've mm. got my, you know, cardamom mm-hmm. and coriander. Like, I've got mm. enough floral in there. You go lighter on the other spices. Right. You can make some coconut curry cookies. I agree with that. Hmm. Hmm. I'm right. really enjoying that breakfast out a little more as it's warming up, too. Yeah, the regular breakfast out, the, the base level. I used the um, tried and true method of hmm. car chilling. <laughs> Especially in the middle of November. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, I went over to my buddy's house to play D&D, and I was just like, I could take the beer in, but then they'd be sad. Let's just leave it in the front seat. Yeah. And it'll it, be perfect. I was going to say, yeah, it's it's a great temperature right now. Um, So 16 is what I'm really excited to try, because this is... Um, if you remember back in the day, um, I say back in the day very loosely, you know, KBS, um, really started getting popularized back about the 16 mark. Um, and I think it had a lot to do with, um, the availability was still pretty short on it because stouts weren't huge, huge, huge. Um, they kind of had this like, you know, flow in, flow out kind of thing, but it, it, 16 had the same time whenever the uh, BCBS got huge and everything got huge. And that was the year to make a really good one. And this is why I really think this is that. Because, like, Prairie Bomb was, yeah. was huge. Well, the Christmas Bomb got huge that year. Prairie Bomb had been good. I feel like I'm kind of cheating out, though, because I, yeah. I was ordering these for myself Yeah, yeah. I remember before. that, yeah. So, I mean, I think that uh, that's whenever it still had a little bit less of, like, we got to make it national and more of a we've got to make it still stand out. Um, and the difference is, is that's the last one that had the black cap. Everything else went gold cap after that. I don't know if you noticed that. Uh, no, I paid literally zero attention. Um, so if you look at the caps on the table, there's three silver and then two black. One black goes to the breakfast out, and the the three gold silverish ones are your most recent three, and then your black cap is the KBS for the, for 2016. Um, and like that was one of those things they switched over and was like, oh, you know, our barrel age series are going to have silver ca- or gold caps. Did you put all those bonus beers in a fridge? Yeah. We should unfridge them real quick. Let's get the sixteen done, and then we can unfridge it. Yeah, I figure um, we can we can go back through the second. Yeah, half we can we can take a break and then do the warm taste. Yeah, yeah. Drink a beer up. or two and then do the warm taste. Fair. I'm down. We have to let them warm up appropriately. Yeah, we got. Well, I mean, I've got a thermometer. What what temperature is a warm taste? Like fifty five, sixty. I just I I feel like the breakfast out is, or yeah, the breakfast out is almost there. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure the others aren't far behind, so I figure right. we drink another beer, 
Take a take a ten. They mm-hmm. should pretty much be there. Okay. So we can wrap this one. We can leave the episode as is, then we can come back and do a second episode with the warm tasting. And that way if you're doing any editing or whatever. I don't edit. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> I literally, you know, literally, this is the greatest thing. So I made a, a conversation with Vanessa and uh, my other co- podcast group is that I hate getting into a podcast and having to listen to ads, listen to some bullshit song you want to put in, some kind of bullshit 29-minute intro that you got. I literally want to get to the, the subject matter. So I made the decision that we're not going to edit anything out. We're going to leave it as is, and we're not going to add anything in because the fuck would I want to do that for? Okay, but like if for some reason some unforeseen event happened mm-hmm. and we took a 10-minute break in there. Oh, no, we just make a new episode. Call it good. Oh, we just start over? Well, we just make a new episode. Oh, okay. I see what you're yeah, saying. So but I mean, this is our just cold episode. All right. This is our warm episode. Yeah. So let's finish out the 16 because I'm really excited for this. The 16, right off the bat, has the biggest nose out of any of these beers. Okay. So I just um, tasted the uh, the breakfast again. All of oh, that smells everything good. is there in the 16 yeah. nose. You know what's really interesting for that, though? Is it's it's all there, but it's all nothing overpowers. I don't I don't feel like I get all chocolate. I don't feel like I get all bourbon. I don't feel like I get you know. No, all no, it's, it's it's well balanced. Yeah, I feel it's a touch more bitter than the uh, seventeen, but you do still get that little bit of buttery. Yep, and I mean, ooh, all the flavors are really well and balanced. This is the first one that I've gotten that warming sensation though. You know when you have like a good whiskey and you get that little bit of a warmness that goes down? No. Liar. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> this is the first one that really has warmed me at all. Like most of them, I've, I've been getting the mouth, but then it's just like, it's, it would be the equivalent of adding the essence of whiskey, whereas this like actually, I, I feel the warmth of it. And it might be because I think this one might be a higher ABV, I think, than the, the 17 as well. When uh, when we come back, we should probably the have the ABVs so that we can mm-hmm. just list them all out for the beers. Yeah, yeah. I'm down with that. Mm. Oh, I yeah, did, I get so much more. I did the old charter and then the 16, mm. um, and you, it just detracts. Does it? It it's it just kind of cuts out everything that's not the whiskey. See, I haven't been uh, drinking the whiskey yet. I've only been using it for the nose um, because I feel that it will overpower pretty much anything because being barrel strength um, is going to wreck your palate when you're trying to get the nuances of small stuff. You seem to forget I'm a drunk. <laughs> I prefer uh, strategic alcoholic. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to use the correct term, it's professional alcohol. Oh, right, 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 right. Uh-oh. All right, so... It's rough having a job where they pay you to drink 40 things in a day. Yeah, for real, right? Okay, so I just tasted the uh, 70 in change chocolate after doing the, the 16. And one thing that I noticed immediately is the bitter of the chocolate kind of disappeared. Um, I think there's enough... Uh, bitter pulling in from this one still that the chocolate lost a little bitterness which is really interesting hmm. that's good though that's real good okay so- I really I, I honestly really want to do 
and I don't care if you trash it, but hmm. we'll drink one of the crappy beers in there. I think we should at least do a sit down because I really want to hear your thoughts over those other beers I brought over mm-hmm. because I think I brought a really interesting selection. I agree. No, I really like them, so we can tease that out. Um, all right, so let's jump back to finishing this one up then because I think the second half is where it gets fun. Um, so we've had the base, 1918, 17, and 16. Um, recapping, the base level um, is a solid beer. The breakfast out as a whole, I don't think anybody would be disappointed in. And the price point on it, not crazy cheap for a poor pack. It's like 10 or 12 bucks, right? Um, I think I picked that four pack up for nine and change. Okay, so then we're talking about two fifty a beer, <coughs> somewhere in that range, right? Not terrible compared to the five and a half dollars a beer for KVS, right? Now I want to say that the twenty sixteen <clears throat> at the time was running at a twenty five or twenty six dollar four pack. Yeah, yeah, so we're talking what six and change um the 2017 i'm unsure of i know by the 2018 it had come down like to 22 20 ish yeah and now it's down to about 17 okay so that may be another thing to take into account the fact that these i mean they're older i i've obviously <laughs> rated them higher but they were also more expensive and possibly for a reason. You think it was using better barrels then? I mean, it could have been better less, barrels, less mass production. So. Yeah, oh, I mean, it was they were smaller batches. They were mm-hmm. it's a, it's a per, the 2019 is a permanent release mm-hmm. beer. Right. Whereas the 2016 was in Oklahoma at least available for 3 months cuz nobody else but you know, was buying it. Yeah, I agree. So where do you rank these? I mean, so the 18 is my bottom. Then I went the base, 19, 17, 16. The 17, the 19 are really, really close, but I think the 16 was clear and above. The best combination of interesting, all there, and balanced. So let's make sure I got you right. You said your top beer was the 16, then the base, 19, 17, and then 18. No, I went 16, 17, 19, base, 18. 16, 17. I thought the 17 beat out the 19, but they were really close together. Interesting. So it's such a weird transition then. So what do you think happened with that 18? Because like I'm going to revisit it real quick. Because for it to be knocked to the very bottom is strange. I just get no nose, man. That's The number one thing that stands out is like there's nothing in that nose. There's no nose. I feel it's the bitterest of all of them. Mm-hmm. The coffee just kind of catches the back of your taste buds. Yeah. There's not really... I don't know if they use bitter chocolate as well. I don't think they use actual chocolate at all. I, I mean, it's okay. It's chocolate I'm, roasted malt. I'm not a beerologist. Right, right, right. But, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's bitter. It's not bad per se, but out of the beers available, mm-hmm. it's definitely the bottom. Yeah. I, I definitely agree that the 18 is kind of disappointing. Um, and I wonder on on the founder side if that has something to do with them deciding to go full release all the time is that maybe it underperformed and they were like oh well maybe people are getting out of it so let's make it a little more available you know they maybe made a whole lot in that it, well it probably won't sell so let's just make it for the next year see how that goes i feel they went full release on it because it's always sold well and mm-hmm. they wanted to stop putting thought into it you think so because with the 2019 the 19 was I'm sure you have it yeah. number two. I have it number three. Um, 
I actually, like, I didn't actually rank them yet. So uh, I'm going to say my my top is 16 as well. I, I, I don't think that's any kind of surprisingness there. No. Um, and then for drinkability's sake, I'm going to go 16 and then 19 base, 17, 18. Put the base over the 17, really? I did, yeah. All right. Yeah, and most of that, though, I think um, just comes down to... Um, if I was going to do an everyday drinking of it, I don't think the 17 is going to be as easy to everyday drink because it still had a little bit. I um, like that heavier, creamy, the buttery yeah. kind of character to it, though. Yeah. That's kind of something I really look for in those, those super high-end, old-aged mm-hmm. stouts. Yeah, and I, I don't disagree with that. Um, like, you remember when we went to the uh, Roosevelt and we had that, uh, I had that Yeti from 16? Yeah. Um, it kind of had that going on. Um, and I really liked it in that beer, but I think with the dark roast uh, that I get out of that, with the butteriness that kind of happens, um, is kind of a confusion of flavor that I don't really like. Okay, um, like it, it's not as balanced yet. I think it probably would be balanced later on down the road um, once that you know bitterness kind of drops off a little bit because I don't think the sixteen was as bitter by any chance. Um, I think if the bitterness drops down a little bit, it would probably be better. In my opinion. Okay. So. I mean, we got different palettes for a reason. Well, for sure. And we like different things, too. You know, and that's, I think, the huge piece of this that makes it interesting is that I really like um, weird balanced beers. You know, I like beers that have a lot of conflicting flavor that not necessarily, I want them still to work, you know. Um, whereas I think yours is more of a uh, amalgamation of those flavors where it's like, you know, it's that end goal is still legit, you know, and I'd rather be able to pick out. I mean, I want to be able to pick out, you know, the certain flavors and Mm -hmm. the pieces, but the end result might be weighted higher on my side than your side. Yeah. Fair. I agree with that. Yeah. I prefer the journey versus just the finish at the end. Yeah. So sweet. So let's, uh, wrap with the cold on this one then. So we both say the 16 was the best. Is it the best because um, it aged better, or do you think it started better? Uh, I mean, just from the flavors, I'm going to say it started better. I think so, too. I think it had I, to I, there, There's no way about it. I'm, I wish I could really you know, remember back when I tried these the first time, mm-hmm. but that's, that's oh, not yeah, a you thing. Can do it. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny, I watched a uh, review of this one leading into it, trying to get an idea of what some people had thought, um, you know, about the different years and all that kind of stuff. And there's this one guy that just made me laugh, um, just because, like, you know when somebody's full of shit, and you just watch it, and you're like, yeah, this guy's full of shit. I get some anise in this. Do you get some anise in this? Yeah, right? Kind of that kind of thing. No, what he did is he uh, cracked the beer, didn't didn't wait at all, just immediately went to pouring, picks it up, goes, pours it, and yep. Smells like KBS, exactly like the last one I had. It was blah, 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 blah. Yep, okay, let me and he drink. And like, this video review was like three minutes long. He probably said 2,000 words. Um, but every time, like, he was so <coughs> dead set on every single piece of it. You know, like, he, he practiced it. He knew what he was going to say before it ever happened. Like, you know, like, it was just like, what? Dude, you didn't even enjoy that. You cracked it, you drank it, and you said, yep, this is KBS, just like last year's blah, 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 Oh, hey, do you want to do a cold on the CBS real quick before we cut this one? Uh, we need to grab more glasses. 
I don't want to. I don't want to confuse you. You're fancier it, than me. Okay, um, you're right. All right, we'll just hold off. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to confuse it yet though because it's got maple in it as well. Those are you know what? maple barrels. How about um, if we do decide to to sit down and record the bonus beers, we open with the K, uh, the CBS. I'm down because I do have that plaid habit, which oh, yeah, is a yeah. Canadian whiskey barrel aged mm-hmm. brown ale. But yeah, I'm down. Oh, brown it. Yeah. Well, I didn't say what. True. I didn't say stout. Well, no, I know. Um, I know. And then we've also got uh, gapped. the limited release from Guinness, which I am is super excited. Bull no, barrel? no. You know what? The most interesting what? thing about that is when you read the back. It's a stout blended with a barley wine. No shit. Yeah. I'm so excited. And that. then that four beans, I think, is just amazing. It's going to be a really butter bomb for you. Yeah. I don't know if you'll love it as much. Yeah, the diacetyls are just going to be And then uh, that. the Lagunitas is a decent fourth, which uh, mm. I think we'll we'll drink you know, off talk. But I really like It's worth Lagunitas. trying. I like Lagunitas. It was a good. lot of people hate it. You know, in general, they they talk shit on it left and right because of the sellout thing that happened a couple years back. It was last year, I think. I don't care if you make great beer. All right. Well, what happened? I wouldn't say they make great beer, but they make good beer. Well, they used to be like, oh, you know, small beer. We do our own thing. You know, we're authentic. This, that, and the other. And they sold out to the the biggest beer owner in the world. Um, But it was the owner, you know, when like he owned, I think, the majority of the company. And somebody waves. I think it was something like. Um, it was like 130 or 140 million just for his cut. I love all you people drinking whatever product I'm making, but if I'm done working for the rest of my life, plus fuck it, yeah, right. Like the people are like, oh, he sold out, da 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 da, and I'm like, no, this guy had been working his ass off for like 25 or 30 years to get to this point, and somebody's offered him fuck you money, right? Like you can hate on him, but I would probably make the same call. There's no... Well, okay, I guess it depends on how much I was making every year. Yeah, true. If that was five years worth of money... Oh, it's probably a decade worth. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, like, just, you know, depending on how, you know, fast and big it's, you Mm -hmm. know, and how little work at that point is the CEO he has to do. Yeah, yeah. I can see it as a toss-up, but I totally respect the sellout. Yeah. Like... At a certain point, like, I get it. Why even worry about it? Yeah, well, people are going to be pissed, but you're over here with fuck you money all of a sudden you know so yeah all right well that was fun so we'll let these things age and then we'll uh, jump back up so uh thanks for listening guys